0: If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1 800 Gambler today and please gamble responsibly. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays. And joining us as always in the cigar room, looking real fresh, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in, buddy.
1: Uh, thank you, sir. Still house sitting, obviously not my place. I haven't had enough bets to afford a place like this yet. So. Hopefully, you. we're working on that.
0: Maybe after the draft on Thursday. Maybe maybe you'll be ready. I
1: don't think I, don't think I bet enough for that. <laughs>
0: And joining us as always, the tan man, the voice of God himself, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. We missed you on Friday.
2: Hey, thanks, Patty. Yeah, sorry I missed it on Friday. Um, It was a banger of an episode, though, and uh, I know you boys stepped up even though I could not be in attendance.
0: We try. We try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... All right, gentlemen, it is April 25th, which means it is the week of the NFL Draft. And uh, what is yeah. the NFL Draft without a little bit of drama? Uh, to start off, the the odds on who's going to go number one overall has shifted greatly just from this weekend. The, uh, the odds-on favorite for most books was Aiden Hutchinson, and he was at, like, minus anywhere as high as minus two fifty in spots. And then all of a sudden now this morning it came out that Trayvon Walker is now the odds on favorite to uh to be the number one overall pick. Uh Tyler, you're you're an NFL guy. Uh what's what's your thoughts on the odds switching and who do you think will go number one? Um, the
1: whole Trayvon Walker, that's his name, right? Yeah, Trayvon Walker. A lot of of prospects. But Trayvon Walker is, uh, you know, didn't have the college production Hutchinson had, but he has every physical tool you could possibly want. And, you know, as the draft process has gone on, um, Trent Baalke, the Jaguars GM, who is known for liking athletic freaks you know as it's been going on people have been trying kind of drawing the line he's made some comments about walker reminding him of a former draft pick he had on the niners in alden smith who great player or you know pretty good player off field issues derailed his career but you know that same story didn't have great you know didn't have top tier production but had all the tools so I think as it's going on, people have seen that. People are looking at Balky's statements and going, okay, this is his guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and what what's interesting too, and I've, I've heard this before, but like when it comes to the NFL draft, there's a lot of, you know, smoke screens, a lot of illusions and the books know as much as we do. This is one of the few situations where the books doesn't have, they don't have additional information or, uh, more knowledge than what we have. So uh, a lot of times people like to make money on the draft betting just because, you know, there's a lot of, like, speculation, a lot of guessing, and uh, there's some money to be made during this NFL draft.
1: Yes, sir. I mean, me personally looking at the books, I'm seeing two off- the two, top two offensive tackles have plus 1600 odds to go first overall i mean i think that might be worth a sprinkle like i texted you i mean you know they got their franchise their supposed franchise quarterback first round pick last you know first overall pick we saw what happened when joe burrow got a little offensive line help suddenly made the you know pretty good difference i mean granted they did get a good receiver as well yeah but you know i I could see them spending that pick to invest in their offensive line. They already have a good defensive end in Josh Allen. So you never know with the draft. Like you said, money can be made. It's all guesswork because teams generally don't try to, you know, unless it's an obvious number one pick, teams normally don't telegraph who they're taking.
0: Well, right. And that's just it, right? This is one of the few years, at least that I can remember, where there's not a clear cut number one overall pick And I think there's not, like, clear favorites in a lot of these positions. So, um, you know, I think this year there's so much parity and there's a lot of question marks that uh, this year in particular, I think a lot more crazier things will happen than what we're used to seeing.
2: My question was going to be, is there any chance that the Jags trade the first pick?
0: So from what I've heard is they would like to, but there's not enough interest in – doing like in taking that first overall pick because like there's no clear cut number one so I think the Jags will end up staying at number one but I there's always the possibility
2: gotcha as someone who doesn't bet on the NFL draft often I think I've maybe done it once before and it was a couple years back um are there any cool props or anything that you would recommend someone who doesn't follow the draft process bet like number of receivers taken in the first round or any, any kind of cool props that you guys were looking at.
1: I think maybe we'll do a little research. I mean, my plan is do a little more research this week since it's not till Thursday. We got another episode on Wednesday. I could get back with you on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're going to come prepared on Wednesday with all of our draft picks. If you, (laughs) if you will, um, one, one of the ones I like to do when it comes to the NFL draft is I like to do the over-under on a player's uh, draft position. So, like, I know uh, Ahmad Gardner, or some people know him as Sauce Gardner. Tyler, you were saying maybe look at taking him as a flyer for number two overall?
1: I mean, that was just me thinking, like, you know, they took uh, Okuda from Ohio State couple of years back who was you know supposed to be a good corner got hurt he's coming on i mean this guy has all the size all the athletic traits and the production like i think he's the second best player in the draft personally and i mean lions could use somebody to play defense you know if they had two shutdown corners that could really help yeah i mean the guy did not allow a touchdown in his college career so he has the production the size this you know skill everything you'd want
0: yeah and so he was the first person that came up when you look at player draft position and his over under is five and a half sheesh and so if you wanted to if you thought he was going to go number two or you know even top five you would bet the under there and uh it seems like a pretty good pick a pretty good value pick there so but those are the ones I like to look at. I like to look at the over/under and player draft position. So that's kind of a fun one that some people can do. Or you know, you can also do the team draft specials. And like um, this one says, the Colts, and I can I can uh, take a bet on what the first position is that the Colts are going to draft this year. And so you got offensive lineman at plus one seventy and wide receiver at plus two fifty for the Colts. Honestly,
2: if you... What's wide receiver? What? What's the value on wide receiver? Plus
1: 250. Wow. And so... I've been seeing a lot of mocks have uh, George Pickens go into the Colts.
0: Who is that? Because I don't know who that is.
1: The Georgia wide receiver who was really good but got hurt. Or got hurt and missed most of the season.
0: Hmm. And then, so um, you can obviously do. There's there's picks where you can pick uh, which which every single pick of the actually it's only like the first like ten the top ten picks you can uh, choose who you think's gonna go in those positions. So there's odds for each of the top ten picks. Um, then there's um, you know teams to draft Kenny Pickett, teams to draft Malik Willis. Uh, Who will the Jets pick? Who will the Giants pick? Um, So literally, I mean, there's so many different picks when it comes to the NFL draft that if you pick and choose and find the market that you feel really comfortable about or that you think has a good chance of hitting, you can probably find good value and make good money on the draft itself. So we will definitely hit that when it comes on uh, Wednesday's episode because that's going to be the night before the draft. We're going to have more information. We're going to have up-to-date information, and we'll have tons of picks to go for that one. Sure. All right, boys, and as usual, we're going to do a quick NBA playoffs uh, update. Uh, Jazz versus Mavericks, The series is tied 2-2. Game 5 is tonight. I'll be honest, I thought the Mavericks were going to run away with it with Luka back, but the Jazz did a good job of hanging in there. Uh, So that series is tied 2-2, Game 5 tonight again. Um, Any any thoughts on the game tonight? I mean, nothing crazy happening here. It's not one of the most exciting series, even though it is tied 2-2. In Utah,
1: Dallas, right? Yeah. Um, with Doncic back, I mean, I have to lean Dallas this way or on this one. Yeah, yeah, that's tough.
0: Yeah, I, I think, what's I think the, Dallas will get it.
2: What's the spread?
0: Three points, I believe. It, at least that was the last I saw it at.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm seeing now, at least, on the uh, ESPN app, which uses Caesar Sportsbook.
0: Yeah, it's three. Dallas is three point favorites oh, at home. Um, then we got Raptors 76ers. So 76ers lead three to one game five is tonight. Tyler, are you concerned at all about
1: Embiid's thumb injury? Um, do you know if it's shooting hand or non-shooting hand?
0: I believe it is non-shooting hand.
1: I'm not super worried about a non-shooting hand injury, but I I mean, I should
0: probably verify that.
1: I, don't, I mean, with him hurt, though, I don't know about eight points. Yeah, eight points is a lot. Um, just a lot in general for a, like a playoff game.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, now, it is in Philly. Um, the Raptors, I, I think Scotty Barnes is playing, but he didn't play much uh, in the last game. But uh, I know for sure uh, that Fred Van VanVleet is out. So that is a big deal for them.
1: Yeah, he is a pretty solid player. Um, ESPN's power index with the Van VanVleet injury has Philly with a 73% chance to win this game tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think Philly takes care of business at home tonight. Obviously, I have Tybol back because they're in Philly. Um, the Raptors are just overmatched here. Now, will when we get into the next series and when Embiid has to play, you know, a bigger physical team that can maybe rough them up a bit, that's when you might run into some issues with that thumb injury and might make it tough. But he 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 does that is a thumb injury that is going to require uh, surgery in the off season. So, uh, you know, it is somewhat of a big deal, I think. Uh yeah, Nug- I agree. Nuggets versus Warriors. Warriors lead 3 games to 1. Uh game 5 is Wednesday. Not much to say here. I mean, I think the Warriors end up doing it. I think Steph was kind of cold. He was 3 of 11 from 3, I think. Um and the Nuggets still won on like at the very end of the game. So, uh I I I think the Warriors will end up uh winning it at home on uh Wednesday. Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, Denver got their one game. It's not a sweep anymore, so they can go home at least knowing they won one game.
0: Right. Uh, Timberwolves versus Grizzlies. Series tied 2-2. Two to two. This seemed to be the best series uh, going. Hopefully this one goes 7 for us. You know, we get a nice little round one, game 7. Those are always electric. Um, the Heat versus the Hawks. The Heat lead the series 3-1. to one. Game 5 is tomorrow in Miami. But I believe they already announced Kyle Lowry is out. Now the interesting thing is Lowry was out the last game, and the Heat ended up smacking the Hawks in Atlanta. Uh, Trey Young only ended up having like eight points or something again. Um, if if the Heat can continue to lock down Trey Young, I don't think they stand a chance.
1: I'm with you. I mean, he's their best player. He provides their scoring and playmaking both. So that's tough if he's having an off night.
0: Yeah. Uh here we go, Tyler. Celtics versus Nets, man. Your Celtics lead. Three games to zero. Game four tonight. Are we uh are we thinking sweep?
1: I'm not. I saw who is officiating tonight. So I'm thinking the Nets are gonna get this one. So I I know I know the
0: officiate
1: officiate
0: the official, uh Scott Foster, right? Yes, sir. Now what what's what's so bad about him? I don't I don't know much about him. I don't know his uh his uh you know how he calls a game, but a lot of people have kind of shared your sentiments.
1: Um he in the past uh, both the Boston Celtics and then whatever team Chris Paul plays for have always had a terrible time when Scott Foster is refereeing or officiating, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Especially Chris Paul. Like
0: I think Chris Paul is see... like 0 13 in games where he's been officiating including or maybe it's just in the playoffs he's 0-13 when he's officiating. There was one that happened earlier already in this series for the Suns and Pelicans, but uh it's always interesting to think about.
1: Yeah, he uh I don't know. Not a big not a big fan of that guy, uh or that man's officiating.
0: Yeah. For sure but uh I, I think the Celtics pulled off tonight even even despite the officiating uh i I think they they come out on top and they get the sweep uh what what do you think about uh, Ben Simmons not suiting up tonight
1: I mean he'll be on the sideline wearing some ridiculous outfit again
0: yeah so it it was just interesting because all along everyone's like game four he's gonna come back game four he's gonna come back game four and then they went down three zero and he's like nah I'm good fam
2: Wait, so he's healthy enough to play? He's just choosing not to?
0: Well, he has
1: lower backs, or he has back soreness.
0: Which he had a herniated disc in his back, and that was why he was uh, out for so long when people kind of were starting to rumor that he might come back and play as soon as he got traded to the Nets. And then uh, he was, like, ramping up, and everyone was like, he's probably going to play in game four. He's probably going to play in game four. And then after the sweep happened, he was like, oh, my back's sore. I can't do it. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it's just uh, he didn't want to come out and play just one game uh, to get swept and then go home and, you know, be ready for the off season.
1: All right, Pat, I got some uh, Scott Foster stats. Okay. So with Scott Foster officiating, the Celtics are actually 65 and 59, so, you know, 0. .524 in games he officiated, and then uh, the Celtics rank second in personal fouls against in contest that Foster uh, officiates, only behind the Utah Jazz. Wow. Po- or Boston's opponents have only been called for 21 fouls per game, ranks 16th in Scott Foster officiated games. Hmm. So, it's tough. So, I mean, they do have a higher winning percentage, but they do get called for fouls much more often, and the other teams shoot a lot more free throws.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting, too, because um, a lot of uh, people, uh, not a lot of people, but KD's been kind of complaining that it's been a more physical series. You know, the Celtics are kind of roughing them up. I, I you could you could see a situation where Scott Foster calls a lot more fouls on the Celtics tonight. KD and Kyrie get to the line a lot more often and it's kind of a a game changer if you will. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of uh, officiating, so the Suns Pelicans series, that series is tied 2-2, game 5 is Tuesday, but did you see the free throw discrepancy from last night?
1: It was like 40-something to, like, 17 or something like that?
0: Yes, yes. And so uh, the officiating is certainly a hot topic, but uh, I I don't know if that uh, officiating was a little bit better last night, if the Suns could have uh, held on or possibly won, but uh, there's certainly some eye-opening things to keep an eye on when it comes to officiating.
1: Uh, It was 42 to 15, to be exact. I was close.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, that's like the Dwayne Wade 2006 heat finals where that, that's probably the best argument for a game being rigged.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then just, just on, uh, the, uh, topic of bad officiating, uh, T Y even mentioned this when I was talking to him earlier today, but, uh, do you guys know uh, the baseball umpire Angel Hernandez? Might be Angel, but I, I,
2: I saw the Schwarber uh, I saw the Schwarber clip yesterday. It was pretty electric.
0: So there's a uh, a Twitter account called Umpire Auditor, and it'll give you a breakdown of like technical missed calls, like you know correct call percentages, all this other stuff. And it said that uh, Hernandez was the lowest-rated umpire on the day yesterday, missing 19 calls for a correct percentage of 85.3%. He rang up six batters on pitches that were outside the zone and called a strike. And uh, the one two. Gene Segura missed inside by a season high six point four seven inches. And also uh our boy Kyle Schwarber, former IU great, uh had a very uh a very large uh blow up on him at the end of the game in the bottom of the ninth, where he just went berserk and uh got in his face and said all night you've missed this all night how can you be this bad uh so it is certainly it was pretty electric it, I will say. it was and it was a full count in the bottom of the ninth in a one zero ball game and they rung him up on a called three called third strike and uh that's uh that's tough but uh our boy on hell you know he's 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 also uh well known for being not the greatest of umpires. How do how do we how do we get better officiating in these games?
1: Uh, Threaten to bring in the replacement refs again in the NFL. Well,
0: um, they in baseball they've talked about having like an electronic uh, strike zone, so that you that you take out uh, you know the umpires calling balls and strikes. But, I don't know. It's
1: certainly tough. I mean, baseball is the most old school. Oh, sorry, Dis, what were you saying?
2: No, you're good. I was going to say, I I don't entirely dislike the – I'm not entirely against the electronic one, but I think a lot of times in baseball, if a pitcher, like, misses his spot all the way across the zone and, like – a breaking ball or something hits higher there, there's there are times when the ball is in the strike zone and it shouldn't be a strike i'm a firm believer of that but at the same time it's also like the game last night with on hell behind the dish like there was that his his umpire his what do you his umping legitimately affected the outcome of that game so i think in that case I, I think there needs to be a happy medium maybe there's like a maybe the umps here if it should have been a strike And they can still decide if they want it to be a strike or not. I don't know if that makes it better. But, like, if there are some that are on the fence and you don't hear, like, it should be a strike, then don't ring up a guy in the bottom of the ninth. You know, I don't know. That's just me. But I I also think balls and strikes shouldn't necessarily be black and white like everyone thinks. Maybe there's just something that lets the ump know, like, hey, that was out of the zone.
1: Mm-hmm. it's like
2: they can still call a strikeout if the situation calls for it or hey that was in the zone but if he missed his spot and it was like not a super hittable pitch i don't know i feel like that's a conversation for another time but i really don't know the immediate solution
0: oh well uh one last game to talk about nba playoffs bucks versus bulls bucks lead three to one game five is tuesday nope game five is wednesday uh, the Bulls are dead. I mean, they they just they don't really stand a chance in this series. The Bucks have just been blowing them out, even without Chris Middleton. Uh, so I think the Bucks are moving on, Tyler. I'm
1: with you. Just outclassing I'll, the Bulls right now.
2: How long is Middleton out for?
1: Uh, I wanted to say they
0: said like a couple weeks. Um, he had like a they sprained MCL. Weeks.
1: They said at least this series he'd be out for the whole thing.
2: So, the Bucks play. Who is it between the Bucks playing if they advance in the next round?
0: Good question.
2: I just would be curious to see the value there because Middleton's obviously a great player. Bucks are taking care of business without him. If they play a better team in the second round, you'd have to imagine they will. Maybe look at the value there. Might have some good uh, good picks there for the second round.
0: Absolutely. I, Never
2: say that word again, please.
0: Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I will say I, I I had three bets on these series before the first round started. I had uh, Celtics to win their series. That one's looking pretty good. I had the Suns to win their series four to two. So if the Suns win the next two games, then I'm in business. And then I uh, I took the Raptors to win their series. That obviously went downhill quickly once uh, Scotty Barnes got hurt. So H- hitting two out of three on those opening round picks, I don't, I don't feel too bad about. Oh. All right, gentlemen, anything else for the NBA playoffs before we move on? Yeah, I
2: think
1: he you covered it pretty well.
2: Can we. Can can the Colts sign the security guard that tackled that lady? Because that was the best pursuit I've seen in a long time.
1: He was ready. It's like he knew who he was looking. Oh yeah, for. he'd done the he'd done the research. He knew that. Hey, I got to watch this lady. She's gonna try something. Well,
0: didn't didn't they show the clip? And he was literally just like looking at her the entire time. Like, try yeah, something. He did his
1: research. Try yeah. something.
0: Yeah. I dare you.
1: If she did try something.
0: Or maybe she was like yelling or screaming something just ridiculous like during the game, like before that. And so maybe he was like, This is the one. If if anyone's gonna try something, it's gonna be
1: her. Oh uh, no. Pretty foolish to spend the money on those tickets just to do something like that.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Alright, uh, Moving on, let's talk about our dumbest dummy picks. Uh, on Friday, I went 3-2, and two, uh, thanks to the NRSI dashboard striking yet again. Um, Diz went 0-0 because he was not here. Uh, but uh, in the competition, I am down 5.84 units, and Diz is down 4.25 units. I am right there, yeah. Diz.
2: I'm glad we didn't have Dumbest Dummy yesterday because Rank's model went 0 and 5. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm down more than that, but podcast episode-wise, uh, I'm still in the lead. What do we got, two episodes left, or is it just one?
0: I believe it's three. I believe we have today, Wednesday, and Friday are all in April.
2: Yeah, so two more after this one.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I did talk to Rank. I asked him if uh, maybe we could get in the lab together and we could – brainstorm some ideas to improve the model. So uh, might be looking at a rank Patty Parlay's collab here coming soon.
1: Collab? We didn't know we needed. <laughs> uh, Maybe just stay away on Sundays.
0: Well, that's certainly part of it. That is certainly part of it. Uh, Diz, do you want to grace us with your dumbest dummy picks for today?
2: Yeah, sure thing. So I got two. Of ranks picks, uh, the Guardians' money line against the L.A. Angels today, I believe that is at plus 100 even money. And then the Cardinals' money line against the Mets at plus 145. So feeling the bounce back from Rankle there. And then my third one's actually an NHL parlay. Uh, I got the I got the Panthers' money line against the Bruins tonight and over 6.5, a, a little same game juice. That's up to plus 230. And the reason I'm taking this is because the Panthers had won 13 in a row up until last night. They lost to the Lightning. Uh, I believe it was 8-4. to four. So basically what I'm getting here is the Panthers are going to bounce back, and they always put up goals. Even if they lose, they put up four last night. Highest-powered offense in the NHL. I think they're going to bounce back, and I think they put up five or six by themselves.
0: So those games, which games are you taking the overs in?
2: It's uh, Panthers Bruins parlayed with Panthers Moneyline.
0: Okay, so that happens tomorrow, I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Okay. Cool. You got anything else for us, Diz?
2: That is all I've got.
0: Okay. So before we get into mine, gentlemen, because mine uh, factor into this, time for a little NRSI trivia for you.
2: Oh, shit. Let's go.
0: There are four teams this season that have only had one inning of them scoring in the second inning. One of them is obviously the Mets. We've talked about the Mets before the Mets before last week were a team that hadn't scored in the second inning. They had one game where they scored in the second inning. So I'll give you the one, the Mets are one. There are three other teams that have only scored in one second inning this season. Do you guys have guesses as to what any of those teams are?
2: I'll take three guesses. I'm hoping to get one. Okay. Reds, Rays, Diamondbacks. All
0: are wrong. Tyler, do you have any guesses?
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to continue off last time you asked us and go with the Mets.
0: Well, not including the Mets.
1: Other Uh, than the Mets. Yeah, the the Mets were one of them. Hmm. Give me the Guardians because I don't
0: really know baseball. Decent guess. Decent guess. The Guardians are 13-3 and on the season as far as the NRSI's go. The Reds are actually 14-2 as far as the NRSI's go. So not a bad guess either there. But the three teams other than the Mets that have only scored in one second inning this season are the Phillies, the Rockies, and the Royals. Now, gentlemen, two of these teams play each other tonight and that is the Rockies and the Phillies. And you can actually get this NRSI at minus 115 value. There is absolutely no reason to not take that NRSI tonight if you are to pick one that you are going to take. So that is one of my dumbest, dummy bets, the Rockies, Phillies, no run second inning.
2: I I love it. I love it. Is that a 7 o'clock or later game? Am I going to be able to bet this tonight? I believe so. Hell yeah, I'm going to add it to the slip.
0: Let me let me make sure. I don't want to tell you. I hope I didn't tell you false information here. Yes. Well, Rockies Phillies did starts at six forty five. So you're gonna make sure you want to get in, get home, get that in quick.
2: Sir, yes, sir.
0: Uh, the other two NRSIs I am taking. I'm taking the Mets and the Cardinals, and I'm taking the Guardians and the Angels. Now there is one other bet that I am taking tonight. And this one's the juicy one, fellas. I am taking the Texas Rangers' second inning result at plus 370. Now, what does that mean? That means the Rangers have to score more runs than the team they are playing, which is the Houston Astros, in the second inning. A tie, and I lose this bet. That's why it's at plus 370. So the Rangers have to score more runs in the second inning than the Astros do. Now, why did I go with this? The Astros are 14-2 on the season in no-run second innings. So that's that's pretty good in favor of them not scoring in the second inning. The Rangers are the second lowest team in terms of no-run second innings this season behind the Giants. And they are 7-8. and eight. So they are at a 46% clip as far as yes runs second innings go so they're they're one of the teams that scored the most runs in the second inning in the league this season so I'm hoping to uh, get some good value and hit a pretty good bet there with the Rangers second inning result at plus 370
2: like the value
0: oh yeah and if that hits Diz
2: it's a a quick watch too
0: and if that hits Diz you're in trouble
2: that is correct, but hey, I'll find a way to bounce back, but hey, I'm still in the lead, so I, I, I'll, I'll keep my lead, but I hope that hits for you, and I still win, because I'm feeling good about my bets tonight as well. All well.
0: right. Uh, group best bets time. Uh, we went 2-1 on Friday without Diz, so uh, pre- pretty good. As a group, we are still down 5.94 units, so we need a we need a really good week from us uh, this week here, boys. There's not a lot to bet on tonight. Anything that's uh, catching you guys' is fancy. I, I have one surefire that I absolutely love.
2: The only one that I love is Panthers' money line alone, which is minus 130. Not a lot of juice, but it's in the range, and that is tomorrow night. So I don't know how you guys feel about that. Does it have to be tonight?
0: No, it just has to be before uh, next episode. There was an episode I think you were missing on the Friday episode again, and we chose a, uh, a game that was happening on Saturday. So we can definitely uh, go with the uh, Panthers' money line tomorrow if Tyler agrees. I'm with it. Well, you can't even bet it yet on uh, FanDuel, but we will. Uh, we will go Panthers' money line. The one bet that I really love tonight is actually in the Major League Baseball And it is the uh, San Francisco Giants' first half plus a half a run at plus 116. There is zero reasons that the Giants should be the underdogs in this matchup. And the fact that we can get them at plus a half a run in the first five and get them at plus value I think is too good to pass up.
2: I'm all right with it. Is it a little too good to be true? Are we missing something?
1: Nope. Nope.
2: All right, I'm I,
1: I'll
2: write it.
0: And then we just need uh, one more. I I want to go Celtics money line versus the Nets, but we we talked about the officiating, so maybe we don't go with that one.
1: Meanwhile, we just take the one and a half we're getting.
0: Do you really think it's going to be decided by a point? I guess it could be. I'm I'm okay with Celtics one and a
1: half. I mean, cause...
0: like a last second, like you know. Three-pointer or something that causes it to
1: uh, be one I mean, and a half? Let's look at game one. Right. Game one was one point.
0: Yeah. It's very true. And if, if mean, he misses much, that layup, then it's...
1: How much value are we losing by like taking the money line? Two cents.
0: Not not a, Actually, wow. it's like 12 cents, but still, who's counting? Not enough, to I think, to sway us away from taking the Celtics plus one and a half.
1: I mean, if it doesn't really change the value that much, might as well take the, you know, take the point.
0: I agree. Diz, you good with that?
1: Yes, sir.
2: Sure.
0: All right. So to recap, we're taking the Florida Panthers money line tomorrow, uh, the San Francisco Giants first five plus a half a run, and then the Celtics plus one and a half.
2: Love
1: it. First half.
0: feel like we're stealing candy from a baby here, gentlemen. Yes, sir. All right, gentlemen, that leads us to the not-so-Hail-Mary parlay of the day. We have a, maybe a total of seven MLB games tonight. There's three NBA games and only one NHL game, so I did not like the slate that much. So I really only have a six-legger for you, gentlemen. Do we have any guesses as to what the value is on the not-so-Hail-Mary parlay of the day?
2: $1 to win
1: 84. Dollar? $84? Oh. I'll I'll give you the benefit of that. I'll give you 120 I think you're going to try to go a little higher than 100
0: It is $1 to win $69.03. Nice. (laughs)
1: Nice.
0: So in the MLB, I got Giants' first five money line versus the Brewers, Guardians' first five money line versus the Angels, and then Dodgers' Diamondbacks' first five under four and a half runs. And then in the NBA, I took Celtics' money line versus the Nets, 76ers' minus eight versus the Raptors, and Mavericks' minus three versus the Jazz'. All right, gentlemen, anything you need to get off your chest before we uh, call it a day? Boys, have it,
2: either of you guys used points bet before?
0: I have not, personally.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so... Oh.
0: I, you're not going to let Tyler answer?
1: No. I was going to say, my coworker has highly recommended it to me, but I think what he says is what you're going to say, so I'll let you go.
2: So, my coworker Doug, shout-out Doug. Shout-out Doug. I, uh, he he joined points bet and had a couple free bets. So he took ranks model and he was up a couple because uh he put a fifty bomb on the tigers on Thursday, I believe, and that one hit for him. And then he told me about points betting, which is a thing that's exclusively on points bet, where you bet the spread, and however much you win or lose by, it multiplies your bet. So he had one this weekend where he took I think it was Brooklyn minus five and they lost by 11. Mm-hmm. So he lost and he put $2 on it. So he lost $32 because his spread Jesus. missed by 16 points. But it goes the other way as well. So if he would have taken the Celtics plus five, he would have won $32. And I was thinking it might just be fun if I just have one points bet per week and we announce it on the show, like Diz's points bet of the week and uh, share the results. I just think that'd be electric. Like one game I'm going to watch or one game that I'm really liking each week and we can track how much I'm up or down.
0: Hey, I, I don't, I don't hate it at all. That I feel like that points bet would benefit me when I am betting these 30 point, 30 plus point <laughs> victories. But I'm like, I know they're going to cover the spread. I think they're going to win by 20 points over the spread. So, but I, I, I do like that. Diz. We, we can definitely do that if you're, uh, if you're interested.
2: Yeah, I'm interested. I'll keep you guys posted uh, if I deposit some in there um, and may have a couple free bets to start that we'll announce as well. So I'll keep you guys posted. But I, I was curious if you guys had done that before. I'll keep getting more intel from Doug. He seemed to have lost big amounts of money. on it, But <laughs> at the same time, if I hit like a free bet or something and I got some money to lose, um, I, I might
1: give it a go. Another thing that points that offer is my, from what my coworker is telling me is you once a day, you get one odds boost of your choice. You get to boost the odds of one game you want or one bet you make. And he's been pretty good on the hits parlays and then odd, bo- you know, picking pretty heavy favorites odds, boosting it up and putting big money down on it. Cause that's the gun. You know, his unit size is like 200 bucks plus. So he takes safe bets, to, you know, boosts the odds and does that. So another thing to look at if you're doing points bet is the odds boost. Absolutely. I certainly will.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at sports bet by dumb. Also make sure you go to the YouTube. You can watch us live every single episode Go to YouTube.com, type in Sports Betting by Dummies. Look for the black and yellow logo. should be the first one you see. You cannot miss it. But thank you again all for listening and watching. Hope you have a nice, profitable start to your week, and we will see you all on Wednesday.